Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, guys. Today, it's gonna be a controversial one. We are here to talk about a movie that is very popular right now. Very popular, quite literally loved by everyone. You know, it's apparently very revolutionary in the film world. You know, people are going crazy. People are going insane over this movie. They are saying how it is the best movie they've ever seen in their entire life. It's changed their life. Uh huh. They've never seen anything like it before. It's so incredible. Um, people love this movie. <laughs> yes. And Stockton and I are here to debunk, de- debunk all of this hype. Yes. Um, and we're going to strip it down and ask ourselves a few questions. We're going to unpack our thoughts about this movie yes. in a minute. But I first want to say that obviously, I feel like I don't even need to say this, but you know, If you loved this movie, that's great that you loved it and you got something from it. Yeah, it's great if you loved it. We're not saying you shouldn't love it and now change your mind because we have this opinion. We're offering up, you know, a different perspective on a very popular movie right now. That, in our opinion, is way overhyped. Yeah, and we just... Not deserving of it. Yeah. The movie we're talking about is Everything Everywhere All at Once. It came out in 2022. I'm going to read the Rotten Tomatoes summary and then what Rotten Tomatoes says about it. So the summary for this movie, you guys, is when an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, (laughs) an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Ugh. You might have to play that back a couple times to try to comprehend, you know, what the simple summary of the movie is. Um, And I know people who love the movie listening are like, you, you, it's so much more than that. It's not, you have to be a little bit smart to get it. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up. Hold your fucking horses. I'm just reading the summary. Which I have no idea what I just read, to be honest. It was like a sentence, but it was still like, you know, the hardest sentence to understand. So Rotten Tomatoes, let's see what they have to say. They have a critic consensus and then they have like an audience consensus. Yeah. I'm going to read the critic one first. Led by an outstanding Michelle Yao. I probably fucked up that name. Everything Everywhere All at Once lives up to its title with an expertly calibrated assault on the senses. Okay, pop off with that really (laughs) wordy wording. They like, I don't know. I feel like part of it is just how the movie presents itself. And now it's also how people are presenting it online and writing about it. And how the wording is so elaborate and just so uh, posh. And it's just so, you know... Do you want me to read what the audience says? Sure. The audience says, I love how it says critic consensus, and they can't have audience consensus because the audience is too dumb to use that word. So they put so they put audience says incredible acting, stunning visuals, and a really deep, powerful story. Everything everywhere all at once has it all. Alrighty. Okay. So now that we have so now that we've just given you, you know, you what guys, most people think about this movie. Has it all. Is that even inherently a good thing? 
<laughs> has it all. In a way, I, I know it was meant in a positive light, but I'm seeing that more as one of the movie's downfalls was that it literally just had too much in it. Yeah. Too much of literally everything. Like, down to the subplots, the main plot, you know, all the themes, you know, regret, love, stressing out about taxes. The costume changes. Like, homophobia, throwing it in there. And it's just like, characters are actually more than one person. They all have different versions of themselves. There's like a cargo van that is the reason that there is a multiverse, and they're also using it as a way of making it through universes. There's quantum jumping. There's all of these terms that There's you're not given. There's <laughs> There's hot dog fingers. We're not... Okay, so we're going to get into it now. It so, just hurts my brain. So what were, what were your expectations going into this movie? You saw the trailer beforehand, right? I did see the trailer and I was, you know, curious. It was... I knew it was going to be a movie that, you know, a lot of people were going to go see. It was artistic, you know, and it's filming techniques. It's A24. A24. So it's going to be an artsy-fartsy kind of film. I was knowing that going into it. However, I didn't know that it was going to be so Jackie Chan vibes, to be honest. (laughs) Like, with all the fighting and the kung fu, and which parts of that I felt like were kind of cool to watch. Yeah. However, I think just this movie, again, like, I can't even wrap my mind around even, like, finding a few things to point out because there was just everything in it in the worst way possible. As viewers who went to see it, let's explain, you know, the story to those who have maybe not seen it or are thinking about seeing it or just you know, need a little more context. Yeah. So basically it opens with a middle-aged Chinese woman. Yes. She runs a laundromat with her husband. She's like, you know, kind of in a midlife crisis, I'd say. Yeah. It's tax season coming Uh up and she hates it. She's, I think she's just kind of on the cheaper side of things. And I think with, you know, working a job that doesn't pay a lot, she's been like worried about finances and like her daughter's relationship with her she's stressed about she daydreams she hates her life she's kind of that middle working class vibe she's just like trying to make it through another day like she's stressing about everything and getting mad at her husband and like just disapproving of her own daughter and just is like you know very much like life sucks vibes. life sucks and i think she daydreams about how her life could have been different if she didn't marry you know the guy she married and she went with what her father had originally told her to do and marry a rich guy or something yeah so that's kind of like the setup for this that's movie. just like yeah the energy and the vibe so basically essentially what happens is she commits tax fraud i'm pretty sure like she'll buy like a karaoke machine and then write it off and say she has a karaoke business okay and me. she'll like she'll like with like literally everything like She'll just buy something and, like, to try to get it, I guess, for free. She'll yeah. write it off as a business. So she has literally, like, 50 different businesses. And, uh-huh. you know, they catch on and they're like, you know, y- you can't do that. And Jamie Lee Curtis is the person that's kind of confronting she's them. She's the office worker. Yeah. I don't really n- even know what exactly that's I don't called. know, but she's, you know... The head of the taxes or whatever. I don't yeah. know. She's like, does the paperwork. So essentially what happens is as they're in this conflict of, you know, pretty much being like, you've just committed tax fraud, whatever. 
the husband turns into some type of like oh my god it's guys, he literally turns into jackie chan you guys he literally is like apparently he's like a quantum jumper if guys, this makes sense what are these terms like it's so so basically bad. he's saying like he pulls her somewhere into like a closet in the back and he's like you are you're not who you think you are. You are the chosen one. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. And guys, it's a lot of explaining. This movie is a lot of like t- them telling you, like, explaining. Telling you what to think because you would never be able to, like, know what the fuck is happening if it wasn't spoon-fed to you. Exactly. They're essentially spoon-feeding you shitloads of information. Shitloads, like, paragraphs. Like, and then you're just like, oh, okay, I'm trying to, like, understand and get it. And, and like, you're also stuffing your face, like, trying to have a good time, but, like, also, like, it's, like, like you're in English class again, like dissecting this fucking story that's being like fucking shoved down your gullet. Essentially, that's the setup of the movie. She's trying to save the world, essentially, because but she doesn't want to at the same time. But she's like, oh no, it can't be me. Like I can't be the chosen one. Why would they choose me? Like it's it's that kind of story we've seen a million times before. Yeah, it's she doesn't like, believe in herself. She doesn't think it's real in the beginning. Uh huh. And then she, you know, when things start getting weirder and she starts understanding more, then she's like, oh, I'm the chosen one or whatever. And then she's yeah. trying to like it's it's that kind of story we've seen it before. Yes. Um, and now I think that we can get into our thoughts. Let's talk about the daughter. She was just kind of there acting sad the entire movie. It was just kind of a very recycled kind of with the characters and the relationships within the family. It was like nothing really special. And I think that's why it was kind of a little bit boring in that aspect when you're trying to like, when you're seeing every weird kind of object or sequence thrown at you, like every random fucking shit this director decided to throw up one day and like put it in front of us. But like the actual story is like this mom who's like an immigrant in a laundry mat who hates her life doesn't approve of her daughter. Her husband and her relationship is, like, on the fritz. The dad is, like, an old man who's, like, very, like, non-verbal, homophobic. And to me, that was, like... I don't know, not the most interesting thing to watch. Which you can make that interesting if of you really you if you really delve deep and go out of your if way you to make, make it, it its, different. If you make it its own thing. Yeah. And you don't keep this very... It was predictable. It, it felt like they just took the outline of like, oh, some teen L- like. It felt like they Netflix were a L- TV show. Yeah, it felt like they were trying to force representation a bit, and it didn't feel like it didn't feel like they really went there with it, like they could have to make they it more didn't emotionally take impactful. Get all the way home. Yeah, it was like. It was like, this is the setup, and, you know, now we're going to do some, like, cool sci-fi shit, and then we're going to come back to it. It very much heavily relied on wowing you with the effects, and the colors, and the bright, you know, theatrics, and it's like, but the story in the background, it's like, it's not giving. Yeah, I think the concept for that relationship, the mother-daughter relationship, the concept was there. I just don't think it was executed right. Um, yeah, I don't I, think that yeah. there was enough for me to go off of. Like, at the end of the movie, there's this scene where they're having this heart-to-heart conversation, and they're kind of, like, both in tears, and I 
wanted to feel like I was almost trying. This sounds weird, but no, I like almost- I get to points where it's like, you know, you've been sitting your ass for two hours and it's trying to get you to feel a certain way. And I'm at the point where it's like, I just want to cry already. I want to feel something. So I'm trying to make myself fucking cry at this point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, I sat here for two hours and it's like, I want to feel something. So I I get to the point where it's like, I feel obligated to feel sad when like, it's not a natural feeling. The movie doesn't actually accomplish that yeah it's not doing the work that it needs to do to get you to feel that emotion that natural you know so i was like literally trying to do it and then i just gave up and i was like wait why am i like i caught myself you're like forcing a fucking tear i was like wait but this isn't sad like this is this is just kind of lazy lazy. that's what i was thinking i was like i want to cry i want to give this movie my emotions i went in i guys i went into this movie thinking like I didn't. I know a lot of A twenty four movies get yeah. overhyped, so I didn't have exuberant expectations for it. But I went in with an, a complete open mind because I knew, like, oh, it's getting good reviews. Like, I'm excited to see it, uh-huh. and I wanted to like this movie so much. Like, I wanted it to be, you know, I had a lot of faith in it. But then, like, when I'm seeing it, and I'm seeing just, I was like, there just wasn't, like you said, it was throwing everything at you without. Was, okay. Not to interrupt, but I think part of it was, was that the movie is so overstimulating you the entire time, pretty much with, again, like, you know, the editing, oh my gosh, is one of the biggest things. Just all the different sequences. All of the main characters in the film also have different versions of themselves. Yes. So not only do you have to get to know the main characters from the beginning, you also have to get to know the other versions of themselves. So you're getting to know, like, two to three times the amount of people that you really should have to be getting to know. Exactly. And it makes it too much for your brain to like conceptualize and get like, you don't care anymore about the people because there's too many people to care about. Exactly. And I was actually getting confused as to, especially with the husband, because one minute he would like be the husband. And then another minute he's like somebody else. He's Jackie Chan. But he looks the exact same. He looks the so same. So I was getting confused as to, wait, is he the husband right now in this scene? Or is he somebody else from a different multiverse? And like, which way do you feel? It's like, you're looking at the same actor, but it's like, are they the version one, two or three of themselves? And how are you supposed to feel about them? Even though they're, they're like popping up in a, like for two seconds and it's like, they're gone. And then like the next scene, Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking flying down a flight of stairs. It's just, <laughs> Way too overstimulating, way too many people and versions of people to care about. Exactly. You're not going to be crying. It's not a tearjerker like they expected it to be. Some people were like, oh, I sobbed. And I'm like, how? There was nothing. There was no meat to this There film. was nothing to grasp onto, There was no emotional. Like, I needed more with the... I'm sorry. I needed more with the mom and the daughter. I, I just... I don't need an outline of like, oh, this is... Get, she's gay and the mom and the grandpa are pretty unapproving, so feel bad for her. You need to do more than the worst it got with like the relationship of the mom and the daughter was like straight up the mom saying you look fat to the daughter (laughs) yeah and i think that's one of like one of their worst kind of moments where it's like they're fighting or something but like come on like you need to unwrap a bit more yeah It, it was giving very much like stereotypical things that like these kinds of families would which you can have that but go a little bit deeper they never went deeper it's like this is a cinema experience this should be a little bit more you know you shouldn't be taking like 
I don't know. There's just, again, so much. This movie is a fucking headache. Exactly. And I got a headache just reading the summary. But also, I want to say is, like, I think why I'm kind of driving this point home with, like, how I don't understand why people got so emotionally attached to this film. Because if they did, I'm a little worried for, you know, standards of cinema coming forward. Because it's like, if you are completely emotionally satisfied with a story honest to god that is so my, un- it's so unstable unstable and like emotionally just for me at least not there it's like what are our standards for like movies and why is this movie have like a 95 percent on rotten okay, tomatoes right you now you guys this is what it is we're fucking stupid americans you guys most of us i mean you could even call us stupid for having our opinion or whatever you think I'm just saying that most people are stupid when it comes to movies. In a movie, I think, like this, where the editing is so outrageous and they, like, have been, like, sitting and their eyes are burning, like, 12-hour shifts working on this edit for the movie and, like, all the colors, the lighting, the sequence, Jamie Lee Curtis, like, flying down a building, I don't know, like, all the hot dog fingers, like, the apes, the talking rocks, it's, like the everything bagel donut it looks like they're in a different world like there's a white universe and like there's the cargo van driving through town and it's like people are having mcdonald's headsets that apparently control the universe (laughs) you guys that times 20 because i wasn't even done (laughs) guys you quantum leap basically the way you jump from one timeline to the next one universe to the next is you have a mcdonald's headset on literally you have to do something weird okay you have to do something weird you have to do something weird you guys for a for the headset to turn from red to green and then then enables you to jump into a different universe yeah so initially they opened it with you know the the husband character he wanted to like jump timelines and he did something weird like i think he took out a chapstick and like just started eating it and that was weird and i was like wait what like oh that's kind of weird quirky And then after that scene, they, like, explain it. They're like, you have to do something weird, anything. So, you know, for the rest of the movie, you have a bunch of people, like, doing really weird, crazy, I guess you could say, quote-unquote, funny things to be able to jump timelines, but they just explain the joke. So now that you know, it makes sense. And for me, it took away the comedy. Yeah, the intrigue and the comedy aspect when it was just again explain to you yeah something else i would love to point out about this movie is the setups the setups all felt they very forced. went to fucking town guys on the fucking <laughs> easter eggs in the background guys, guys. And, like planning shit every movie pretty much has setups and payoffs yeah it's something that happens in the beginning that you typically don't really pay too much attention to but it ends up making sense towards the end of the yeah. movie and this movie i felt forced so many setups and payoffs uh-huh. one of the setups was jamie lee curtis's character she's like the one in the office like telling them that they just committed tax fraud and that it's not looking good and that they could go to jail and whatever yeah. and on her desk behind her she has some type of award for i don't know being i don't know if it was some type of a employee of the month whatever but it's shaped like a butt plug yeah and they show you it and it's just kind of like that oh funny like it looks like a butt plug Mm -hmm. but when you actually think about it there's no reason for an award to look like a butt plug so it just kind of seemed very forced and it's like okay like what's gonna happen with that later on in the film 
when, you know, we just told you guys that you have to do something crazy and weird to jump timelines, there was a scene where these people were fighting over this trophy that looked like a butt plug to stick it in their ass yeah to get to another timeline and it just seemed very forced to me and i get how people can think that's really funny it's like oh okay the way i look at it and i'm like oh wow that was kind of a stretch because it's like it no i'm sorry but no like trophy just looks exactly like a butt plug yeah you know what i mean it was just very matchy matchy set up payoff Easter eggs in the back that you should be paying attention to, even though you can't even pay attention to literally the story. Um, um, yeah, the yeah, story was all over the place. Way too... It was so overstimulating to the point where, like, you just straight up got bored with it. Bright colors, fast edits, Jackie Chan moves, you know, people, like, getting thrown into, like, a filing cabinet for, like, 30 minutes straight. Can I... To the point where you just, like, literally stop feeling. Exactly. No, yeah, I would exactly say that. And the thing is, the action scenes didn't even do anything for me. Uh I thought the action scenes were actually boring. I was like, wait, why am I bored right now? Like, (laughs) what? Because they literally just did too much. And then, like, you got used to all of the action and you just didn't care to see anymore because that was all that you were being shown for two hours. It's like, you don't, like, you need to, like, build up to it and, like, it needs to be worth the wait a little bit, you know, tease a little bit here and there with the action scenes to get people excited for what's to come. Like, don't straight up have, like, people just, like, fighting for, like, hours on end, like, and, like, just everything's so fast-paced to the point, like, I just got fucking bored. I'm gonna be honest, I don't, I didn't really understand the fast-pacedness of the movie. I didn't think anything about it was fast-paced, especially the action scenes, because the action scenes were slow to me and it felt like oh like these are just stunt doubles literally like being like pretend hit and then falling over yeah am i the only one that fucking got this they didn't feel real they were doing way too much with the frame rate it didn't look real when like there's no motion blur at all when you punch someone it's like that doesn't look real to me i'm sorry um can we talk about the hot dog fingers The hot dog fingers, you guys. The writers, directors, I think the people who wrote it also directed it. There was like two guys. They thought they did something. The hot dog fingers, first time I saw it on screen, I was like, okay, I'll give them that. That was kind of funny, quirky. The second time, I was like, okay, Okay, we're doing this again. Okay, we're doing this again. All right, fine, but like, let's Um, move on. The third time, I was like, a third time? All righty, okay, Okay, we're doing this a third time. Okay, okay. why? The fourth time, I was like, oh oh my God. Okay, we're doing hot dog fingers again. The fifth time, I was like, oh, okay, okay, so we're not not giving up on these. We're not getting over it. It's it's still comedy gold. It's like still funny the sixth time, like that we're seeing it on screen. I think these people thought that the hot dog fingers carried the fucking film or something. (laughs) It wasn't even that. It was also just like there were like talking rocks where the two main characters become fucking rocks. Okay, I have something to say about that. And apparently they're talking, but in rock, if that makes sense. Well, the text is on the screen. So you don't hear their voices, but you see the text from each perspective of the rock. It's just, I I, I can't. They're in a universe where they're rocks. 
And I was like, okay, that in concept, in theory, that is really cool. In concept, in theory, I was like, this could be a really cool scene. But how is the execution, babe? Let's look at the execution. So essentially, they were having this deep conversation with the rocks, but also trying to add humor to it. But it also ended up being me trying my hardest to read everything on screen before it left to the next, you know, thing of dialogue that they were going to throw up there. Yeah. Do you know how, like, sometimes you're watching a movie with subtitles and you're just focused so hard on trying to read every single thing that comes up? It becomes exhausting. It becomes exhausting. And, like, I was too focused on trying to read everything that nothing was really you know hitting it wasn't it was supposed to hit it was supposed to hit different but i was like so focused and busy trying to read everything that was on screen that i don't know if i missed the point yeah i don't know if it was just you know me or if it i feel like it shouldn't have been me because i'm just i'm not like a dumb viewer so i would say it was probably the film you know just like everything else in the film doing too much it was it was going out of its way to be different but At least for us, I think that it came off in a kind of immature kind of way, to be honest with you. You know, you had like a sumo wrestler, like, like jumping six feet into the air and landing his butt into a butt plug that's shaped like a trophy. Which I don't understand, honestly, what's so funny about people using butt plugs. I don't know. And then they had this girl using like two feet long dildos and like killing people <laughs> with it and it gave me a little bit like like wattpad like dream wet fantasy like someone writing in their mom's basement like this story you guys i think okay, it was like not like dildos, it was very immature you guys no yeah here's the thing when she whipped out those like 12 inch dildos and like was like swinging them around at first i forced a laugh let me tell you i forced a laugh because everybody else in the theater laughed so i was like oh that must be funny that must be funny right and then literally five seconds later i was like when they kept wilding them around but they don't let the joke like ever quite land because they keep they beat it until it's fucking dead and like they literally milk the shit out of everything (laughs) they do in this movie from the hot dog fingers they had a scene with like fucking dawn of the apes i don't know oh my god they had the talking rocks they had like the googly eyes that see everything apparently i don't know there was no moderation you guys they just took anything and went like a hundred miles an hour in that direction and like kept going until it fucking failed there was a fucking scene where they, you know, have another bit with the hot dog fingers for the 11th time. 11th time. And I'm, I'm sitting two seats away from this man who's, he went to the theater by himself. Could have been a Mountain Dew millennial. Could have been a Mountain Dew millennial. He had this massive thing of popcorn. He's oh reaching into the bag. It's like actually getting annoying it's because like the bag is crinkling. Huge. He literally yeah. like, he couldn't just get like the large tub. He literally needed to get like, it was the, like a huge shopping bag of popcorn, you guys. It was bigger than a shopping bag. It was literally like, not like, not like one of those little grocery store bags. It was literally like one of those bags that you get, like, it was massive and it was crinkly and it was making a shit ton of garbage bag. (laughs) No, literally. It was the size of a garbage bag. Okay. I can hear his individual he's like chewing. licking his fucking fingers. And, and he's like, like, shut the fuck like up. Through the entire movie. And I'm like, can you, like, quiet the fuck down? Exactly. This scene comes on with. It has, you know, obviously this movie can do whatever the fuck it wants. So there's a scene where it goes back to prehistoric times where people were cavemen. Of course it does. 
it had fucking cavemen with hot dog fingers. And it stood, it left it on the screen. Like, these filmmakers were like, this is the joke of the film. This is, like, the most funny thing that we could possibly come up with. And we are Uh going to leave it on the screen for, like, 30 seconds to a minute. No, like, they wouldn't give up the scene. Like, the scene just kept going. The guy next to me starts laughing so So fucking loud. This is the loudest I've ever heard anybody fucking laugh. And it made me so uncomfortable because I was sitting there looking like a complete fucking prude, not thinking it was funny whatsoever. Because it wasn't. And this guy next to me, literally sitting right next to me, thinks it's the funniest thing that ever has fucking happened to this earth. You guys, it's like apes, like monkeys, like with normal fingers getting killed by monkeys with hot dog fingers. Like that's the scene, like straight up for like five minutes. And we're just, like, in the theater looking at it. You know somebody who's, like, not funny, but they come up to you and make a joke and then look at you to see if you're laughing? Yeah, because they think it's funny. But you're, like, they're trying so hard to get you to laugh, and they're not, they're not changing the joke. They're not changing the punchline. They're really doing no work. They're They're just just saying the joke. They're just, like, silently waiting for you to fucking laugh. That's the vibe that this movie gave me. It just was everything, but in the worst way possible. I can't even, like, you guys, I, my brain isn't, you know, able to grasp at everything that I even just saw when I went to see it. I was just like, well, what the fuck just happened walking out of there, throwing my popcorn into the trash? The it's thing like- is, I remember you liking it after we left, and I was like... Oh, and I'm not saying this to be a pick-me. I'm not. I might sound pick-me. I think that I was a little bit, like, after you first watch it, I think it's different because they do, like, try to make you like it, and it's very much movie setup. It's very, like, I don't know. I think I liked parts of it, and I forget the parts that I liked because the parts that you know, I didn't outweigh the rest. And honestly, looking back, I'm not sure why, like, I would even say that I liked it because it was everything that we've been talking about and how it, like, wasn't good. Is that it? <laughs> what are you saying? I'm You're just saying that just the movie... The whole point of the podcast. No, no, no. You... No, what I'm trying to say is that it does trick you into liking it. I think I just realized (laughs) a little sooner. (laughs) I just think I realized sooner how bad it was than you did. And that's completely fine. I didn't say that I was obsessed with it. I said like, because you don't see, I think why I like maybe was okay with the movie because most movies don't even try and like that movie tried. But I think like when you think about it, you can't give it the credit that it it wants because of just how messy and immature and what patty the script was there's overhype but this is beyond overhype it was like okay you could tell it's going to it's like mega oscar bait it's like definitely probably going to win an award or so and yeah. with movies like that definitely come off pretentious like this one did the thing is with this movie just sorry to cut you off it's was they, trying to not be pretentious. It was trying to not be pretentious, but like, but it, it still came was. across as very, you know, if you don't laugh at our dick 
if you don't laugh at the jokes that we worked so hard to write in our mom's basement you're a fucking prude literally it gave me that vibe of like oh like and guys you know the way we talk like we think that shit's funny but there wasn't any work it just seems like i was watching like I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing that it was weird and shit and immature because like, I don't know, maybe that's getting into more of like, you know, where we want to be and just having fun with film. Just none of the jokes landed. It's just like, maybe they landed for the first few seconds that they were on screen, but then like you're beating a dead horse with it and you're not letting go of the joke because you thought it was so good. And that's when it becomes like, okay, like, We've seen this, like, the hot dog fingers, like, ten times already. Now it's getting annoying. You guys, they literally, like, sent her a portion of the film around an everything bagel. um, Oh, my God. Which is a part of, you know, another universe, but that also leads to, I think, the endless multiverse. I think what I got from the movie, and I could be completely wrong, but... If you, she was trying to suck all of the multiverses into the bagel and just destroy everything. Why? But it was a bagel because everything bagels are funny. But they also are everything. Oh, I see what they did. Oh my God. So clever. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And the thing is, you guys, the person in the film who's pretty much the villain i guess in trying to suck all of the universes into one or something is straight up the protagonist's daughter the mom's daughter the lesbian she's like the bad guy which i don't even like saying like the lesbian because it's like people are more than their sexuality but this movie literally didn't do a good enough job at fleshing out the daughter so we literally have to call her the lesbian because they made that her entire story that it was and you know she became the villain and she ended up being like this ninja warrior like jokester doing way too much trying to be this clever hilarious villain who's like killing people with dildos squirting ketchup and then faking it as like like she killed someone but she didn't because she used ketchup you guys it's a little bit too much for me to even grasp with my little brain but i'm trying i don't know i just like couldn't get over the fact that the main characters were wearing mcdonald's headsets for half the film like, and we're supposed to be taking it seriously. Like, oh my god, like, looking up at awe at these actors who literally are talking into the headset. But also, if you don't laugh at the dick jokes, you're a prude. Yeah. If you don't was... laugh at men trying to stick butt plugs up their butt, you're a prude. This movie was essentially trying to make people with actually good humor feel bad about, you know, their humor. <laughs> I just don't understand, like, the praise. I don't understand how this movie is being worshipped. It was just, like, every one of the main characters assumes a Jackie Jan identity for, like, half the movie, but then they switch back to their true identities, and you're supposed to kind of grasp each different version of each person when it's all being fed to you in a confusing way. I don't know, you guys. Too many colorful lights in this movie, too. Also, like, I don't like movies that have to explain every single fucking little thing to me through dialogue. 
I like, you know, when they more so will show rather than tell. But this movie was so fucking much explaining, it got really exhausting. It was, like, a little bit extra when, like, yeah, like, going back to the everything bagel thing, where the daughter is, like, making, you know, the universes go into the bagel. Like, fuck what the fuck I just said, but... (laughs) She also is wearing a bagel hairstyle. Like, her hair has to look like an everything bagel. And I'm just, like, (laughs) over this. Oh, my God. And I know all of this stuff is really deep and profound. And, like, the googly eyes, the talking rocks, the hot dog fingers, Dawn of the Apes. It's, like, it's all supposed to be so deep. And I get that. And I'm not a fucking idiot. I I can promise you. But, like, I understand if you think that I am. That's fine. I just think that they went way too ham with all of the sci-fi shit when they could have expanded and explored the relationship between the daughter and the mother a little bit more. Give them a couple more scenes. God damn it. They didn't flesh them out at all. It seems like they took like the action sequences way more seriously and gave way more forethought into those parts Yeah, than they did, you know, like the protagonist and the villain relationship. I tried to give this movie my all. I sat there. I read every little subtitle thing they had with the rock scene. I, I, we gave it our all. We were paying attention. You guys. I was like straining my eyes to try to cry at the end. And I, I, I couldn't, we I'm sorry. I couldn't jerk a tear. <laughs> Thank you everyone so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and rate us five stars. We'll see you in the next one. Have a good one guys.